Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i am naomi we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we do a little something different uh during the holidays i guess because the holidays are about giving honey and you know what we can't stop doing it yes. we can't stop giving we can't stop giving ourselves a break from the weekly grind I was going to say we're giving them the gift of a special episode. Yes, that is the that's what I knew you were going to say. <laughs> so I went the opposite direction. It's called misdirection, Naomi. It's why I'm a master thief. Oh, okay, okay. Now you see me uh, too. Yes, uh, now you see me too. A knives out mystery. <laughs> well, I'm coming to you with two shots of espresso in my gullet. Mm-hmm. Andy's coming to you still in his Hanukkah PJs, mm-hmm. and that's where and a we're Coke, at. But a diet coke in me. Wow, Diet wow, Coke, wow. Hanukkah PJs. This is we're recording this on Boxing Day, of course. Or this intro the first day of Kwanzaa. <laughs> what you talking about? Boxing Day. This America. Naomi, I'm culturally Canadian. <laughs> wow. Okay, I love that. So, wasn't there a beverage called Clearly Canadian? Or am I making that up? It's called Sprite. <laughs> I was gonna say, or am I just thinking of Crystal Pepsi? It's like, what am I saying? 
Yeah. I'm off. I'm off my meds. But yeah, <laughs> you're not. You're on I'm your not, meds. I'm on. I'm you're, just making up phrases. Exactly. You're, you're on new meds. <laughs> I'm goofy. I'm out of my mind. Which we do talk about on this episode. I want to just quickly, very quickly. There was so much automotive oddness that happened yesterday on Christmas. Talk to me. That it it just kind of like it's it's been sitting in my head. We were driving back. We got Chinese food. We were driving back from uh, the yeah. the. The dim summary. Which we we're was, having a Jewish Christmas. <laughs> by, the, okay. by the way, that's my <laughs> that's my review of the Chinese food. It was a dim summary. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. It was not, well, not we were having great. a Jewish Christmas. We decided what better than to try to find some Chinese food mm-hmm. and then watch a motion picture. Yes, Glass Onion. Glass Onion and Violent Night. And Violent we Night. We had a double feature last night, you yes. guys. And I got to say, good times were had. Yeah. That you came alive during Violent Night. I did, but anyway. So on the way back, uh, we're we're driving home, and uh, this dude is doing a wheelie on a dirt bike down Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, the famous Sunset Boulevard. You all know from the movie. <laughs> yep, Sunset Boulevard. Uh, uh, it was so strange. Like obviously there wasn't a ton of traffic, but there was still traffic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's still enough cars that doing a wheelie on a dirt bike down a four lane street was strange. Uh, going our way, flying past us, and then as we were driving to uh, to turn to uh, the street where we lived, flying the other way again, doing yeah. a wheelie. Yeah, but also when we say doing a wheelie, I mean I swear to God, his head almost touched the ground. He was so far back. Like yeah. so far up with no helmet. The bike was almost vertical, and yes, there was no helmet. Yeah, and I said, "Don't do this on Christmas Day, honey." Don't. Did you think that the dirt bike was a present? Do you think it was like his first time? It was like Chris Christmas present, and he was like, "I gotta go out and pop wheelies." Oh, that's a great. No, I don't think it was because yeah. he yeah. was popping wheelies with expertise. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, he said Christmas is the day I pop my wheelies. Yeah. <laughs> it was so insane. So that's okay. Uh, file that away. It's like whatever, right? But then I go to walk Mabel for her, let's say, about midnight walk, Mm -hmm. like right before I go to bed, whatever Mm -hmm. that walk was. So it was about midnight. I take her out, flying down Hollywood Boulevard, (laughs) which is one block up from Sunset, a fleet of Volkswagen bugs. What? A fleet of Volkswagen Beetles from all different years, just like flying down the the street. Wow. What? I don't know. I tried to look it up to see if there was like a Volkswagen Beetle rally or whatever. I don't know what you would look up. But also like a midnight rally, a midnight Christmas rally of Volkswagen bugs? Naomi, I don't know. It's just like between, like obviously it's coincidence, but between those two things, I was really living in Surrealsville. Right, right. Wow. That's a night. That's fun. Say, file that away for your indie film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like a dream sequence, a, se- a fleet of bugs. Who needs no a, explanation. Who needs a dream? Yeah, it's not. It's not eight and a half. Who needs a dream sequence? It's just. Uh, it's just like something that happens here in Los Angeles. I guess it just happens in the world. But I just don't know why midnight. Now, did yeah, Mabel freak out? Did she start barking at all the bugs? Yeah, she did. That's yeah. what the. That's what Man. drew my attention towards Hollywood Bowl. Right. Right. It was just like I don't look. Obviously, you and I are not car people. We drive, but I just mean like I, I don't. No, we don't know we or no interest. care. Yeah, much we have about. no interest. I don't. I don't subscribe to gas guzzlers monthly or. <laughs> or go ahead, go ahead, give us another one. Since you couldn't just say you don't like cars, <laughs> catalytic converter weekly. Okay, catalytic converter weekly. All right, that was good. Okay, now you done. Now you done. <laughs> Now, 
let's i think we should share something uh-huh. that's you know we found out which in a way i would call it a christmas gift uh a kwanzaa miracle uh-huh. we found this out a few days ago but um year end so now you, you know already that we were number three on vultures best podcast of 2022 comedy podcast of 2022 a, a true honor a true honor but i'm going to tell you we also received another honor something that we could have never saw coming uh it came to our attention from a couple of listeners that we made grinders list of top podcasts of 2022 we were number four number four on grinders list grinders surveyed 10,000 users they surveyed 10,000 and somehow couples therapy hosted by a sex neck and a sex nooch (laughs) managed to make it in the top five of of people who prefer the hookup app grinder the most i can't believe it the most I can't believe it. <laughs> straight vanilla couple. My God, chocolate and vanilla couple. <laughs> the most straight chocolate and vanilla couple. Yeah, why is vanilla? But vanilla is delicious, by the way. I know. Why is it? Why is that the like? Well, it really is plain. It is a base for a lot of things. Oh, that's true. You know. Yeah, that's true. It's the baseline. But let's just say crazy. Someone I hadn't spoken to in years DM me. I mean, texted me and was like, sent me a screenshot and was like, "You're on Grinders list." And then it was like another, and I was like, at first I'm like, us? How? But it was us. It was our icon and everything. It was the latest episode with Bridger. I said, if you were just scrolling, I didn't even know Grinder did such things. You know what I mean? Like surveys or being like, like if you're on Grinder, being like, hey, who's around? Who can I meet? And then it's like, what podcast do you like? Is there a pop-up? Do you get a special DM? How are you getting into that? I think it's a real honor. And I also want to know where we were on Scruff's list. Wow. You're right. You're right. I want to know where we're on Tinder's list. Hinge. Bumble. I mean, if this is happening, where are we among all these people? Yeah. What are the new ones? I don't know, Andrew. I can barely come up with those names, okay? (laughs) We can't all do Catalytic Converter Weekly. So, oh my goodness. (laughs) Where are we on the Catalytic Converter hookup app? (laughs) You hook up over, you know, uh, what kind of car you have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Your favorite kind of batteries and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So just, you know, to all of our Grindr users who are also listening, thank you. Yeah, thank Thank you. Thank you for putting us on the list. It's huge. I've never felt... More surprised, you know what I mean. And certainly, when they say you know it's an honor to be nominated, it's an honor to be on the list. I I believe that. I didn't see that coming. No, not at all. So, the episode you're about to hear right now, you guys, is special. I told you we can't stop giving. Tis the season still. And you know what we're giving you? We're giving you the latest Patreon episode. Yes, on latest. the main feed. Latest, the latest, the freshest page. All right. So if you are not a member of the Patreon yet. Perhaps you'll join us after listening to this. It's me and Andy, as always, getting into it, talking about where we're at, honey. Depression medication, a couples therapy movie moment, and so much more. So much more. If you want to join the page, you can go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod for $5. You get two bonus apps, and I'm telling you, we're given. And some other bonus stuff, honestly. This month, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a breakdown. I think I'm going to do like a Song Exploder type bonus episode, mm. I think, for the Hanukkah song I just wrote. Yes, yes. And then we also we did a Zoom hang this month. I oh, yeah, we did a Zoom hang with the page, too. It, that was really fun. We got into it. We had two hangs. A lot of people came through. I got choked up with, you the, did. <laughs> with Andy, emotion. Andy, like, cannot take it. He was, like, trying to thank people and literally couldn't get it out. And people were like, come on, Andy. Be open. Be volny. Um, So a lot's happening on the page if you want to join us. But you know what? You get to have a taste right now. So without further Mm-mm-mm. adieu. Roll it. 
Hey, y'all. Welcome to dear- the page. Hi. Hi, honey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted you. <laughs> I told Angie how I'd be having a sentence in my head, and then he don't let me finish my sentence. And it makes me crazy. Patreon friends, first episode of December. <laughs> Coming to you December 21st. That's how we do. Sometimes the month starts on the 21st. Mm-hmm. I would also like to point out, though, that you do interrupt me as much. And I, I've had to recently just uh, get my um, will to power together. <laughs> and and recently, the last month or two, I've been like, hold on, let me finish. Yeah, and, and that's good. Yeah, and it's good. good. So I think, we, I think we both interrupt each other. We do. We do. You know, you can be a little long-winded and thoughtful, and I'll be out here trying to rush mm-hmm. things along. And mm-hmm. you said, no, mm-hmm. I'm on a journey, and I'm going to finish my journey. And uh-huh. I said, all right. He, he said he's going to finish his journey. It's important. You can't he said he's going to finish his journey. You can't jump yes. to conclusions. There was a, a package in our laundry room that Naomi just assumed was one thing. And then she's like, oh, wait, it's not that thing? And then she goes, she's like, oh, this was this is a present from Apple for being on Mythic Quest. I didn't realize that. For being on Mythic Quest. It's just a general, you know, it was a company present. You know, they sent it. Co- sure. You know, companies will but send if, a present. If you weren't on Mythic Quest, they wouldn't have sent it to you. So. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't specific. Right. It was you not specifically for being on Mythic Quest. It is for being part yeah. of the Apple family. Yeah. It wasn't like, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, we thought you needed this. We were thinking just of you. <laughs> no, it was like some assistant was like, uh, what do we have in the storeroom? They're like going through their list alphabetically, just so happy to be on it. Uh-huh. I told you that half the battle of this business is just being on the list. Whatever the list is, just being on it is the true work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just to be in consideration. To yes. Be given a present, to get one of those little gift boxes people post on Instagram when they, a new movie comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to be That's just the work. Of. That's, That's the work. The work, the work is being thought of, is, is is having your image stored in someone's neuron, <laughs> someone who has power. You want a powerful neuron on your side. Sidebar, you guys, anybody on Cymbalta? Because I'm nauseous. I'm on day two of Cymbalta. I'm over here sipping tea. It's making me nosh. And it says it's one of the side effects. I'm not just making that up. But I'm like, I hope that goes away, babe. I need that to go away. Because this isn't sustainable. No, it's not. I hate starting a new mid. What are the benefits that, like, what is it where you're like, what is it going to be worth the nausea? Being excited about life, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Worth a little nausea. (laughs) Is that worth it? I guess. It's just like, is it nausea forever? Nausea forever sucks. Hey, some Balta heads in the audience. (laughs) Uh, Send us a direct message. Or at us <laughs> on. See, this is the stuff I be bringing to the page. I just be asking them personal medical questions. <laughs> be like, tell me your own history. There are some therapists. <laughs> I know. But I'm like, anyway, but that's for the page pals. You know what I mean? I give them all my business. But, you know, as again, I said, we came late in the month. We came, we're coming late in the month and we have a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was my birthday mm-hmm. was the seventh. It's your birthday month, girl. <laughs> God, immediately said it, immediately regretted it. I really am on the precipice of rapping, Granny. It is really dispiriting to know that that this is where I'm headed. Well, the thing is, it seems like you say you know where you're headed, and yet you keep heading there. You could turn the wheel at any time. No, it's not conscious. <laughs> I said that not consciously. I didn't. I didn't choose to say that. It's just what popped into my brain, and because we're in a performative mode, I just let it out without a filter. That's so interesting, too, sidebar, that your performative mode is just letting something out, mm. whereas my performative mode is very much, like, vetting. 
yes. and editing what's in my head. That is why, <laughs> Naomi, you are a very good stand-up, and I am a poor stand-up and a pretty good improviser. <laughs> so the birthday was, you know, as I've said before, I'm not a big, the birthday kind of makes me a little meh. Because uh, I, I just feel like there's a pressure to have this great day or do something fabulous. And then also, you know, what it forces you to think about, you know, your own mortality and looking back on the year and the year to come. And I'm just like, oh, God, and now it's dark at 4 p.m. And I'm just like, oh, God, I've accomplished nothing. You know? Yeah. So that's what that's what birthdays do for me. How did we end up living in a Nordic country <laughs> right isn't the whole thing of like norway it's like it gets dark you know it's only light like 30 minutes a day right how did we how did america turn into norway my therapist told me that daylight savings is going to go away next year so she told me to hold on for at least one more year <laughs> uh cite her sources where she is she just telling you this to like keep you holding on um i don't know because it was like there was like a law that they tried to pass where it was like hey can we get rid of this please and it seems like it might go into effect. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed is well, what I'm saying. Legislation in America for <laughs> things other than funneling money to billion dollar corporations is famously efficient and works very well. So I assume that it actually, there was a law that was passed. I know. I know. Who knows? I guess, well, you know, it doesn't cost any money to change daylight savings. So probably it went through. So maybe, maybe it'll happen. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Finger, fingies crossed. Fingies crossed. But so now, you know, just feeling like, so so it's always just like that with the birthday and I think certainly COVID and I think just getting older is this feeling of my own mortality, this feeling of like I'm getting older and then am I accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish in my career and in this business and feeling like, especially as someone who wants to be an actor, I don't have that many years. You know what I mean? Because like I'm not on a Meryl Streep trajectory where I'm working into my seventies, giving you searing dramatic performances. You know, as a comedic actor, which is where everyone wants to put me, even though I'm telling you, put me in a procedural <laughs> universe <laughs> procedural. Okay, um, but as a comedic actor, there's not a lot of room for older women. Hey, do we have any criminal minds, producers, <laughs> and or writers in the audience? We need casting directors for the big procedurals, people. No, no. What I'm trying to say is. Write her as Aisha Tyler's sister. That's true. That could be an option. Mabel's in front of the mic. Do you want to say anything, Mabel, to the people at home? <laughs> this is like putting your child up to the telephone. You want to? <laughs> you want to talk to to little Betty? You want to talk to little Betty? Betty, little Betty, come over here. It's Uncle Andy. It's Uncle. Say hi to Uncle Andy. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. That's what good people do, and you're like, no one wants this. Mm-mm. No one, Mm-mm. like, your child is only cute to you. I wouldn't talk to your child if we were in person, let alone <laughs> on, on the phone. I don't, I don't know. I met someone's baby. Oh, I met. <laughs> I met someone's baby, Andy says. <laughs> Jenna and Josh's baby the other day, and I just talked to him like a human. It's, it's what, two months old? I talked to him like he was, like, 40. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> you can't call it an it. <laughs> Uh-huh. uh-huh two months old uh-huh. two months old two months old and serving side eye and gorgeous yeah but, but i was yes. just like i know you're like hey andy will literally look at a newborn and go hey bud what's up yeah <laughs> and the kid is like i don't even know what shapes are yeah i can't wait <laughs> I, i'm eating a bagel right now i can't wait till you can eat bagels they're delicious you're gonna love it Andy's it's gonna just, be a great time yeah telling the kid what to look forward to once it has teeth and that's that's sweet in its own way but I will say, okay, back to, to the bite people. 
my birthday ended up <laughs> being very lovely. I did something that is so uh, against who I am. I posted about my own birthday on Instagram. Post to Maine. Post to Maine. And basically was just like, give me compliments, please. Because my therapist was like, you're torn between... She was like, you want to be celebrated, but because you have low self-esteem, you feel like you shouldn't be. But it's like, you do want to do something. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, really what I just want are like kind words. You know what I mean? Like, and it's because it's like, I don't want to do some big party, but I do want to be like, ooh, it's a day. And so I did that. I bit the bullet. Well, parties are terrifying because you're constantly worried no one's going to show up. And then what does that say about you? Absolutely. And then also hosting in general, you know, to be a good host is work. And then the other layer can be mixing friends from different groups. Okay. We all, I don't know, a lot of us, not all, but a lot of us deal with like, it can be a little stressful when you're mixing people from different groups. It's better now for me, like as an, as like a full adult where I feel like, okay, we're all grown. We all know what to do. I feel like I know I, I worry less about everybody kind of mixing and mingling because I feel like everybody knows how to behave. But I also make a concerted effort to invite the people who I know are good mm-hmm. in a group and are, are there good f- with other people and can like mix and mingle. Because there are certain people where it's like you're not particularly outgoing or you are that chatty naturally. Like you're better a friend who's better one on one versus in a group. And so, um, so like all those kind of things that like just like you know factor into like the anxiety of it all. So who now though, it's a lot better. Name but, names. Name names on the page. I'm not naming names. I'm not naming names. But I'm saying it's gotten better. My worry about that has gotten better. But that's also like another like, you know, layer of worry when it comes to a party. So like parties are stressful. Parties are too much. Here's the thing. As adults, though, Naomi, I'm I'm asking you, like, I don't think I have any friends that like, you know, in planning this wedding, for example. Right. I'm not worried about my friends from I mean, you know, some of my friends from college. I met some of my friends from high school and some of them have met some people from New York. Uh, and and so on and so forth, right? That's going to be the biggest mingle. The biggest mingle. Is yeah. that not the name of a... That's got to be a rom-com somewhere. <laughs> the biggest mingle. But if that's, not the, if, if that's not the biggest mingle of friends, I'm not worried about anyone. There was one mm. like little dramatic thing right. from a friend argument from, I would say, almost two decades <laughs> exactly. ago. Exactly. But... Half of whoever would have like again. I w- I'm going to use this phrase, cause the drama. I don't really mean cause the drama, but like uh, the tension that could have been there. Half of that is not coming, right? So I'm not. There's nothing for me to worry about, right? I'm not worried right. about. If anything, I'm worried maybe that of like relatives gawking at someone who's been on TV or <laughs> in movies or something like that. And I don't really even think they're going to do that because that's the thing. Everybody's older. Like the people, like the older relatives, aren't going to be in anybody's face so that's why like that i'm not worried about at all no no um, i meant you i meant them coming up to you and being like oh say something carol says <laughs> mythic quest is popular with 70 plus suburbanites <laughs> it is that's where people are really watching mq <laughs> <laughs> but like i don't think i have this is the thing i don't i'm i that where i like i don't i empathize with you but i don't understand necessarily right because i don't have like i don't worry about my friends mingling with each other and it's maybe because I have had high school friends mingling with college friends already. What, like when I, my twenty first birthday, Naomi, we went to go see Yola Tango, <laughs> and I had some college. I had Brett and Kyle come in from you know, my college friends. Um, okay, do you remember the first birthday I had for you, which was the inception of birthdays? It was a surprise party, and I got friends from Philly to come to New York. Yeah, and it this was like was a three little... different locations. I went in real hard and have never done it again. Yeah. 
you want to talk about it? Because I think this was this was um, I think if this is very it was very rom commy. It was a year in, right? Because yes. we got together in March and your birthday's February, so we had been together a while. I think if I had been a different person, it might have scared me off. Because <laughs> it was very elaborate. Yeah. And it was only a year in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to remember that... Y- <laughs> can you hear? Can, you, can everyone hear Mabel drinking water and gasping in the background <laughs> because she can't drink water like a normal dog? <laughs> um, but let's be real. You said it would have scared you off. You took me to meet your parents four months in. So I'm sorry if I misread <laughs> the signals, Mr. Come sit in the house with my mama and daddy for a full weekend. Yeah, see, I didn't so, I, I didn't take that as like a big step. Isn't that y'all, that's crazy. I still stand by the fact that that's crazy. They, but this goes to me. I didn't see that as a big step. Andy is not as worried and self or conscious of social things as I am. Or even like, for instance, in a pre-COVID world, he has no problem inviting somebody to the house just as it is where I'm like, Andy, the house is messy. Like Andy doesn't worry about people's perceptions because his his thinking is, well, if you're my friend, you're not going to care. And I'm like, you can be friends with somebody and still think they're dirty as fuck. <laughs> when she's like to me, I'm like, hold on, we're not see. dirty as fuck. No, but I'm but you can have an you can have an opinion of somebody and it can be a negative one and you can still be their friend. <laughs> so I'm like, that doesn't preclude. And so to me, that goes hand in hand. Like you being like, oh yeah, come by with like no regard for what's going on in the house before you open the door is the same as like, yeah, we'll mix and mingle a whole bunch of people. Who cares? Because you're like, everyone will figure it out, which I don't think is a bad thing. You, I'm not saying you should be self-conscious and worried. I'm saying you are not well, to where I am. Hold on. I, I just want to very clearly specify that if I invite someone over, I will tidy up. But our house is, I mean, you know, it's, a, it's an apartment. It's still cluttered. It's and an I apartment can't. with three animals. <laughs> like, it is what it is. There's Every still, time yeah. someone comes in, you guys, I'm always like, does it smell like animal to you? Because I think I'm convinced I'm just used to it and don't know any better. So I'm always like, does it smell? But again, this goes, I mean, this is like a core thing in our psyches, right? This goes back to my childhood in the suburbs where my house was the hangout right. house. You're used to just letting people in. And you are grew up with a bunch of like, like ultra wealthy <laughs> freaks. No one was coming to Harlem. Who, yeah, like, no one was coming uptown. Y- you didn't want to have them over because you were afraid of being judged by these ultra wealthy freaks. And also, they just were not coming. I told you about the time a friend came over and then, like, her parents dropped her off <laughs> and she was 16. It was like, Your parents dropped you off here at the age of 16? You couldn't take public transport or a taxi cab? Did she get like, out of what? She get out of like a limo? She get out of a. Uh, but they, really, they, wanted, they wanted to see where she was going. <laughs> they were uh, like, We got to make sure we. I mean, that maybe she's a little sheltered but it was like they wanted to make sure she wasn't going to a crack house <laughs> they were like i have to see where i'm dropping you we're dropping you north of 96th street we're taking, keep you, an to, eye. We're taking you to a black neighborhood oh. Oh. we have to see what's happening <laughs> <laughs> they were jewish andy so you gotta adjust the vocals oh uh, i don't know i think wealthy jews shade into wasp not in new york I, you're gonna be vocal in new york you're like bringing this. no in new york you're bringing the old school Mm. Can I talk about how we had our tasting and yes. how the food was very good? Yes, but I want to hear very, very quickly the inception of birthdays. What did you do? This is I one year. Remember, in. Andy? It was it like, was like three, three different, different locations. locations. <laughs> and it was three different locations. And Naomi, what do you know from serial killer stuff? Don't go to a second location. You played a third location. <laughs> you were gonna kill me! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I f- thirteen years in. I learned you were going to kill me. You took me to a third location, Naomi, for my birthday. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
the 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 scales have fallen from my eyes and i i what what a long game you played 13 years in what is it what do you what is the knife gonna come down i'm waiting for you to get rich (laughs) (laughs) keep waiting baby It was like a diner, then a bowling alley, then something else, and then like different friends. I like invited friends from gra- your grad school time in Philly. Yes, Crescent. Then there and were Eric. comedy friends. Then there were like some just plain old New York friends. Josh, my high school. Yeah, Zoe, like people. So it was like a lot of people, and I was like, "This is a lot." The inceptions of birthdays. Mm-hmm. I think we got a picture somewhere. Sure. I know it's on Facebook most certainly, but it was a long. And you know, Andy's birthday is in February, you guys. So you know, this is the depths of winter. Yeah, and we were really were committed to a to a very heavy birthday. Yeah, and I think this is the thing because, well, you know what? I'm trying to think. You know what? I am. I do. Uh, I I am not as self conscious as you outwardly, but I certainly am inwardly as self conscious as you. This is our one of our mm-hmm. bonding points. <laughs> this is where our souls entwine, Naomi. So I am like like people celebrating me does not feel good. It right. feels good, but it also feels terrible, if that makes any sense, at the same time. But you want it. I want yes. it, but also it feels terrible. because so it's I'm a terrible like, combination. You want something <laughs> to happen, and then when it happens, you feel bad? Yeah. Well, because I, <laughs> cool. want, I want people to like me, but like I don't... <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I don't like me. I do, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a big old swirl yeah. of, like, self-love and self-hatred. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> It's a wonderful, you know, soft serve cone yeah. of yeah. self-love and self-hatred. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes you get a big old bite of self-love. Sometimes you get a big old bite of self-hatred. Sometimes it's both at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, but like people like like looking at me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I feel like I need to be in control of like, you know, that's why I'm constantly like looking at myself in mirrors and stuff because I'm trying to control the the angle someone's seeing me at or wow, something like yes being, the self like yeah, what, yeah the yeah. self consciousness is strong with this one yeah yeah Andy is very quick to pull out his phone yeah. and turn the camera on to himself <laughs> to literally sure we'll just be sitting around like nothing's happened it's not like oh he just ate something and is like wants to check his teeth it's just straight up oh I'm out in the world and I have to double check well well I, that's what I pass it off as I'm like look at my t- I pretend like I'm looking at my teeth and I'm really just like my horrifying is my visage terrifying <laughs> to to viewers yeah yeah yep <laughs> that's fun <laughs> so your birthday this year <laughs> yeah but what we did on the on my birthday which was lovely we had our tasting for our at our wedding venue and it was delicious first of all i suggest having a freakishly large meal at 2 p.m. every day I love it. It really set me up for success. Well, that's what my doctor said. My doctor was like, because I exercise every day and I seem to be like just static with my weight loss. Not that I'm like really trying. I'm just trying to, all I'm trying to do is get washboard abs, (laughs) uh, just like huge pecs, giant glutes, (laughs) giant glutes. But I've, I've tried to just like slim down just a little bit. And uh, um, my doctor was like, well, why don't you move your largest meal? Instead of having your largest meal as dinner, move it like a little earlier. Right. Yeah. Right. So your body has time to burn it off. Yeah. Anyway, my point being, it was so delicious because we basically. But here's the thing that was funny about it, though. You know, they have a, an extensive menu and we chose the things we wanted to taste. But I guess for me, there was not much of a comparison because, for instance, we tried a salmon dish. Didn't like it. Didn't like it, you guys. Uh, I don't found it was me on this. I tried a salmon. The point is, 
people gonna eat some i didn't like it but then there was nothing else for me to try in the protein space because i bet on salmon now i gotta pick a chicken dish but i can't have another tasting i would like a tasting every week please but what i tell you we tried the apps we had some apps there were a couple things where i was like okay andy we can try it and i was sold a corn fritter that Mm -mm. will knock your socks off. corn hush puppy hush puppy specifically hush puppy by the way do you remember when wesley snipes had always bet on salmon yeah, I do. That was when he was in jail. And so it was delicious. Then we were going to get the silent veg. They were like, you have a vegetarian option for 10% of guests. But we decided, you guys, to make it one of the mains. Is that wild? A vegan truffle polenta. With uh, roasted vegetables, crispy oyster mushrooms. When I tell you hearty and flavorful, I'm worried that people are going to think we're being cheap because we're not giving them giant chunks of steak. But this is, but that's the thing. I'm not a steak. Not only is Andy vegetarian, I'm not a steak eater, but this is one of the big, this is the thing with the wedding and all of it, right? Is now that we're in this nitty gritty, now it is about, in my mind, the hosting of it all. And what are people going to think and feel at the event? And that's what's been getting in my head. Because it's like, I think the food's delicious, but do people look at it and go, you ain't got no meat? Like, you you know what I mean? Because, like, a lot of people, it's like, we're going to a wedding. Let's try to, like, people show up to weddings just for a hot meal, which I think is fucked up, but it's what they do. Is it? I think this is, again, this is this There's is a lot of pressure on what of, they eat and drink. Sure. If you have traveled and you are coming to an event, you want to be fed Sure. Right. But I don't think people are specifically coming only for a free meal or yeah. whatever, right? And free in quotes because, like, they've... <laughs> had to pay to travel and go to a hotel and all this other kind of stuff, right? I think they want good food. And this is the thing. I don't want to support factory farming, uh, you know, if I don't have to. And uh, this is this is where you kind of like have a have to like walk this kind of line between audience expectations, which is what I see our guests as, yes, the audience. Yes, the audience expectations. And your own beliefs and moral beliefs and your own wants for food because we ate you ate that truffle, that vegan truffle polenta. And you, a meat eater, thought it was amazing. Yeah. And so I'm just like, and this is the thing I always thought. I'm like, we live in a world now where, you know, world-class chefs are making vegetarian food. We mm-hmm. also live in a world where there are, like, full countries where, like, a lot of the people are vegetarian. Right. And that food is fucking amazing. Right. I mean, if we just had vegetarian Indian food, mm-hmm. it would be incredible. Just imagine, like, going to a wedding and getting, like, a plate full of chana masala and some samosas. Sure, and there. I'll imagine it. Have a, a, a basket of naan in the middle. Sure, you I'll imagine it. You would fucking go away from that wedding being like, that was delicious. Yes. You would love it. Yes. Especially, what's the, the there's this amazing Indian restaurant on McDougal. <laughs> it's towards, uh, I guess, like, uh, between 3rd and 4th. Anyway. If you live in New York, just walk down. <laughs> walk and just down. go, which one of you is amazing? It's south of Cafe Reggio, okay? It's towards it's more towards the uh, more towards third. Anyway, the point is, like, uh, there's so much delicious vegetarian food that if you go to a wedding and you have delicious vegetarian food, I don't think anyone's walking away being like, where's my uh, charred shit flesh or whatever. Andy. Yeah. No one's calling it <laughs> charred shit flesh (laughs) okay okay but my point is as we get closer into the nitty-gritty i have to start thinking about it through the eyes of the people who are coming knowing that family will have feedback whether it's in snide comments during 
or after. But I think that's the thing. And you can't, I know, I can't fight it. No, you no. Or you can avoid it. Yes, you can avoid that, it. that's true. But you're also seeing it through the eyes of your most negative relatives. You are not seeing it through the eyes of the average person. You are picking, you're, cho- I mean, look, here's a choice that you're making. You are choosing to look at this uh, through a very negative person's eyes who always has critical feedback. Mm-hmm. Negative critical feedback specifically, as opposed to just think of like, you could also choose to see it through your most loving relative's eyes. You could choose to see it through someone who is pretty loving, but also snarky, (laughs) right? Like there's going to be all those kind of guests there, but you're, you're specifically saying, oh, well, what's this person who hates everything going to say about this? And they hate everything. So they're going to have negative feedback. Well, I don't know. Like even like, you know, your father, who I think would like prefer a steak, who who makes a big deal about anytime you we want any like we got to find a restaurant for Andrew like you know being vegetarian is um, from another planet. I am worried. He, I am worried he's going to be like I don't know what to, I can't eat any of this. What am I going to do with any of this? I you know? see, but I think you are also like turning my dad. Uh, I, I I do agree that like he is very Thank like you. I'm not making it up. No no no. But listen to me, please. I also <laughs> I agree that he is someone who uh, who is constantly kind of like not. I would say needling me about being vegetarian, not like saying anything like outright critical and definitely like, but like definitely making a point to be like, you know, oh, you couldn't go to this restaurant. And I'm just like, okay, I wouldn't want to like, okay, there's like 50,000 other restaurants I can go to besides this one that's just like, whatever, you know, the the, the, the beef shack or some shit like that. But also you could, I think that's the other thing he doesn't get where you're just like, you and I regularly go places where you get three veggie sides and some bread and are in heaven. Oh yeah, we just went to Superba and my, my, this is what my dinner was. So the appetizer, there's this place in uh, in Hollywood, like literally the neighborhood Hollywood, uh, where it's, uh, you know, famous, famous in quotes, for it's like bread. There's like a bread plate. So that was my, I basically ate mostly bread for an appetizer. And then my <laughs> dinner was long beans and uh, sweet, sweet potatoes. potatoes. And we've talked about this place because the beans are very long. All right. We've talked about it before. In a pre- too long. In a previous We've page. talked about it. We've t- they're too long. But they're delicious. And so Andy is willing to struggle. He really does eat them like a spaghetti <laughs> as opposed to cut. When I saw him, I was like, I was, we were like out with friends to like people we'd never done. We're like, why don't you cut them? He like really just take, picks them up like one long noodle. And I just thought <laughs> that was them. very he twirled the beans i was like all right next time we go there could we lady in the tramp a long bean <laughs> yes yes we can all right oh my god and we were here this this judgy white lady made a little snide comment because i had mabel sitting on a chair at our table. Now, when I tell you this restaurant was mostly empty, especially because we were outside, and you know, once it dips below 60 degrees, it's Nordic winter in Los Angeles. So not a lot of people were outside. And so I just took like an empty chair, like no one was coming, and she, she was all like, well, look at that. Like as she walked by, and I was like, I was like, well, I want to eat in peace. And I was just like, Mabel, you got anything to say? Mabel sitting there in a sweater, looking cute, standing there still. Let me explain. When we bring Mabel to a restaurant with us, she will spend most of the time wandering around and nosing about things. Um, if there's food, you know, we have to do this check when we get there to make sure there's no food on the ground because she will immediately try to eat it. So the easiest thing for us to do is pull another chair up to our table 
and sit Mabel in the chair. If we also like once we're eating. Because (laughs) that calms her down a little bit. She it takes her still an hour for her to settle, but she's at least not we know that she's not gonna be like eating strange food or, you know, we won't have to go to the the hospital because she accidentally had some like tomatoes or something like that. Well also if I want to use a fork and knife, I'm gonna have to let the leash down at some point. Like it's just literally the practicality of if I wanna eat and this dog ain't gonna chill. Put her down on that chair. So it, the point being, I don't even need to justify this to you. To you, the listener, or you, this random lady. It's like Mabel oh, ain't bothering nobody. Interesting. She cute as hell. She quiet. Hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. Let my daughter be. Keep walking. Keep I'll it pushing, this. miss. The side eye that our table deployed at this woman afterwards. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was I would say nuclear. That oh, was yeah. Yeah. yeah it was nuclear side. All eye. four of us. I think there was an energy in her direction. You know, she might have gotten hit by a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? The negative energy we sent towards her might have impacted oh, the rest we, of her night. We turned her into a radiation shadow. Absolutely. Yes. Monster. Yes. She's a monster. <laughs> the worst. Okay. Uh Whoever this person is that's like sad that they didn't get like a chunk of pork or whatever. <laughs> Andy, you say you don't really judge meat eaters, but the way you describe meat. Oh, yeah, no, I'm lying. I judge. I completely judge. I just like. Don't. You have used uh, shit flesh <laughs> and chunk <laughs> pork. And I'm like, do you know what people eat? <laughs> yeah, but like, I can't. This is the thing I've, I've found is that like, you can't, because it's not a culturally morally superior position i can't really say anything <laughs> like until it until well, there's a tipping point and everyone's like oh no the factory farming is bad oh you know animals are as intelligent like octopuses and pigs and stuff are pretty intelligent we probably should not slaughter them and eat their bones like ogres so how do you reconcile loving me 
Because I love you. I don't know. Because I don't have that, like, I. we can differ on certain moral things. Loving you is easy, easy cause you're beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. All you right. just love someone for their entirety. You can't. You can't pick out certain look, things. Just, look, I'm asking. I'm just asking. You know, because I'm out here eating shit flesh. <laughs> and so I just want to know what you're saying to yourself. Well, I think there is a certain tipping point with morality, right? There's a certain, like, if you did certain, like, a bunch of things, right? If you did a constellation of fucked up things, then it would be like, it, I, I might have a problem with it. Do, and you, count, do you count um, me leaving uh, my coat and clothing and bra on the back of the chairs is part of my constellation of fucked up things that's not <laughs> i don't know if i would call it fucked up or i would i would call it i don't know if it's an ethical thing it's certainly annoying <laughs> certainly frustrating i have this it's frustrating yeah 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 the two two things that are frustrating sweep you don't sweep up your hair uh, all the time in the bathroom okay when you're combing your hair uh-huh and you leave your coats on the back of the the dining room table chairs and I would say those are minor. I would say those are minor. That's huge. That's huge. I'm so good, you guys. I'm so cool and good. He didn't even point out how I like to sleep all the time, just be yelling for no reason, real slow to accomplish things, <laughs> filled with frustration and regret. Because, again, you're, you're seeing yourself <laughs> through the most negative lens. I see you as someone who is uh, incredibly accomplished, who's in... Okay. No, oh, no, no, we don't need this. Uh-uh. No, the page uh-uh. doesn't need this. No, Andy, the page doesn't need this. They no, this all you the time. need this. Yes, but you can... Tell me off mic. Tell me off mic. No, because you'll do the same thing no. off mic. I, it, let me just say, you, you are you are uh, one of the best stand-ups I've ever seen. See, it's painful to get compliments. Well, it's more isn't? like with everyone else listening, and this is why, like us writing our vows, is going to be very stressful because it is like, how do we, how are we true and honest? Well, do we just write joke vows then? No. I don't mean joke vows. I mean I like vows that are jokes that are like that have know. a hint of truth to them. But like, you know, there is something funny in it. Well, that's the question. It's like, you know, do we give them a tight five each? <laughs> you know, is that what they're going to be expecting from us? Mm-hmm. The marriage of Blacktress and Jubu. <laughs> I am not. You notice that's not, that's not on anything. That's not on any signage, any website, nothing. There's no talk of that, Andy. No. We're not doing that. No. Our hashtag is Lover's Bar Mitzvah because it is the 13th anniversary. 13th anniversary. But no, because I am only Jubu in your act. I don't... People call you Jubu in public, and when they do, it really changes your opinion. No. Them. Well, <laughs> it depends on who they are. If it's a fan of you, yeah. then it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me okay. because it's someone who's your fan, and, and that's who I am in their life. Yeah. If it's a friend of ours, <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little like, uh, you know, I am my own person. Right. But no, I would never begrudge like a fan of yours saying that to me. Oh, it's Jubu. Like, we, that's happened a, well, sure, a ton a random. of times. No, it's different from a random, and that's not what I'm referring to. Okay. Now, Andy, do you want to talk about something um, that you and I experience as a couple? Something huge, something gorgeous, something unexpected. <laughs> sure. Now, I want to set this up a little bit, just because partly you're like, you're like, we need something to talk about in our lives. And also, we Why saw- you always <laughs> peel back the sausage? Why can't it just be the thing? Why you always got to do that? Because, Naomi, the, to me- Showing the scaffolding is showing the truth of the thing. We are seeing the Kantian thing in itself by revealing to the audience the absolute truth. Okay? Kanti or Kanti? 
Go ahead. <laughs> you know, in my uh, when I was uh, studying philosophy, I was really serving Kant. <laughs> Wait, what did we say? Oh, my drag name was going to be? What? Oh, yeah. What? I don't know if I should even put it out here. Go ahead. Vaccine Waters. <laughs> remember? Remember? In the house, we were like, that's my drag name. <laughs> What's the difference between giving and serving? Like if I was giving Kant. <laughs> I'm sorry again. I'm sorry to be like dumb white guy. I don't know the difference. Oh, oh wow! Do you know I don't have my finger on the pulse? Mm. I'm always at least six months behind. Okay, <laughs> I might accidentally call something chooky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't know. God, we're both uh, edging into rapid grandma out. territory. I'm oh out. god. Um, oh boy. Oh boy. So yes. Okay. So I just like both something that to 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 fill in the void in our lives. It's also the holidays, and this is the first. This is the first, as far as I can know, holiday rom-com for Jews. Naomi, what did we watch last night? We watched Hanukkah on Rye. Mm, a Hallmark movie. A Hallmark holiday film. And you know, Hallmark is really trying to be all-inclusive, which is why Candace Cameron Bure left. She mm. said, I don't, want to, I don't want to be out here with the gays off. And with the Jews <laughs> off. And the Jews yeah. off. She said, I want to go over want there by Christian. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I want to go be Christian. She's like, a man I, and a woman is love, and that's it. She's like, I have to accept Catholics already. That's enough. <laughs> that's as far as I'm going. So... Hallmark brought us Hanukkah and Rye. Yes. All right. I, I, I want everyone to know, we don't subscribe to the Hallmark channel. We subscribe to Peacock. And even that, we're on the I was going to say, I was like, why are you even telling people? Just, ever you don't know how we watched it. We just watched it. Ever since they, they've canceled Rutherford Falls and Girls 5 Eva, we've been like, eh. And then said, let's have a Casey Anthony docu-series. I was like, mm. make it make sense, Peacock. You have terrible choices. Anyway, the point being, of course, I had to find Hanukkah and Rye immediately. And it stars Jeremy Groban who is from a CW show, I think Supergirl, and Yael Grobglass, who is French-Israeli, giving ingenue, honey. We're talking blonde, blue-eyed. Jewish, obviously, uh, is a real person. Israeli-Aryan realness. <laughs> Israeli-Aryan realness. And they are two people, okay? And to me, at the, at the heart of it, this is a story of East Coast versus West Coast, okay? This is a rap battle. This is a battle of Judaism. It is the New York Jews owning Gilbert's Deli versus the L.A. Jews who own Zimmer's Deli and want to open a Zimmer's in New York. I'm a little bummed. We were invited to a Hanukkah party on Monday that our couples therapy interfered with, our actual couples therapy, so mm -hmm. we couldn't go. Uh, but uh, I saw the guest list and Yael Grobglass was going to be there. And I'm you know, like... Oh, in a way, only, though, it's only if only in a way it was for the best because I really would have needed to meet her after seeing Hanukkah and Rye. OK, and so I'm going to tell you, I have a problem with the premise to begin with, because Jake Levy, Jacob Levy, he is his he's like going for his family to New York to mm -hmm. check out the new location for the deli, which is right next door to the existing Gilbert's Deli. Yeah, it's the Starbucks model. That's been around for 100 years. I said, why would you put your deli next door to another deli? That don't seem like a smart move. Starbucks model is you do that, and then both stores make more money. I don't understand it. I don't understand how both they, stores make they more money. They say that it does. Well, they're competing. Whoever they is. I'm livid. I said, why would you even do this? You need to, look, it's New York. You're getting foot traffic. You need to be... Like, even three blocks over. Well, okay. It's like, okay. what are you doing? Naomi, let me, uh, Katz's Deli down sure. on uh, Houston. Sure. Right? Isn't it on Houston? It's been a long time. Uh, like, three doors down is like a knishery. 
Three Doors. Three Doors. Yes. Your favorite band. My, how dare you? Your favorite band. That's your favorite band. <laughs> you have three doors down to 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> dare you? No, but like, yeah, there's just like Knishery that's like just like right down the, on the, I yeah, think on but the is same it just block. doing Knish, right? Because the thing is, that's, it's, yes, different. it's serving Knish, literally serving Knish. It's literally serving, it will literally give. It's giving Knish <laughs> for money. For money. For money. It's serving Knish <laughs> for money. And so, if it's just that one item, if uh-huh. anything, I imagine the Knishery sells to cats. Maybe. Provides them with the Knish. I don't know. But I said, I don't appreciate. Why would you go? I'll have what she's serving. I'll give what she's serving. (laughs) And (laughs) we've all lost our minds. And I'm like, why? Why are you right next door? But then, okay, let me tell you what happens. So that's just like the foundation, right? But then against this is. (laughs) By the way, I started taking notes because I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about this on the page. Uh, I got four lines in and then I just gave up. Well, but then I don't know how you do this for a lifetime. For both of their, both of the Molly is the is the girl whose family owns Gilbert's delicatessen. Yael Glass. yes, played by Yael. But her, she's Molly, and she's single. Jacob's single. Both of their bubbies pay for them to work with a matchmaker, who literally says one sentence the entire motion picture, and the rest of the time she just has a knowing cartoon like expression. Yeah, she's a real under five. She's really just like kind of looking knowingly, like mm, I know it's good, and her whole system of matchmaking. She's a shotkin, if you know that. That uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but basically like a Jewish matchmaker. Yes, she's old school. She's professional, and what she does is she has people. She has them write letters to one another under aliases the idea is that you are just using your words to get to know the person so there's no email no phone no text no pictures exchange you're just going through letters so this is also wild because it's like jacob is not even living in new york i need to know why the matchmaker was like he's visiting but i'm gonna i'm gonna hook him up with somebody because they were gonna open the deli in new york so he would have had to have moved to new york but his parents didn't want him to move remember they like didn't want him to stay naomi so i do not what, when look, you're saying no, do you know. remember this plot point the answer is gonna be no see this is all my lifetime watching i remember these things they stick <laughs> in my crop they stick in my crawl here's what i remember i wrote uh starts with a, f- a quote unquote festive jewish music that was the caption yes because we had captions. the captions on for a little while before naomi's like can you take them off <laughs> So uh, it starts with like, you know, like shitty klezmer, like, you know, like uh, it's it's really serving, <laughs> serving oh God, Jew. Cannot stop signal. I mean, the delis are also serving Jew. Yeah. The whole movie, it should have been called, instead of Hanukkah and Rai, it should have been called serving Jew. Yeah. <laughs> so it starts with quote unquote festive Jewish music. That is what the, the caption said. I wrote Israeli blonde goyish Jew. <laughs> She isn't. She isn't. She like like she's she looks Israeli. Uh, I, oh, but she, she is does? French. Yeah, yeah. She looks. She no looks idea. European Jewish. I have no idea. So yeah, uh, I wrote that they used the word "bubby" t- twelve million times. Everyone's saying "bubby," and at one point I turned to Andy. I go, "I've been with you thirteen years. I went to school with with a huge Jewish population. I've never heard anyone say "bubby" as many times as they say "bubby" in this movie. They go "bubby, bubby, bubby, bubby." My grandmother, who I call grandma. <laughs> Not Bubby? Not Bubby. Uh, who spoke Yiddish. Uh, I'd never heard her. Uh, I'd never heard her once. Uh, I've heard uh, Oyvez Mir a ton. <laughs> Shonda. I've heard all the negative ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone's I, a Bubby. Uh, I wrote this quote. But Basharit is Yiddish for soulmate. 
I wrote that because that line. <laughs> yes. They use the word. So the matchmaker is going to match you with your beshert, your your soulmate, right? right? And instead of just letting that lie and letting the audience figure it out. They had to say that for the goyim in the audience. But when we say they, the reason why it's a problem is it is the lead, the, the lead woman who is Jewish, who works in the family deli. Like, you know, Judaism is in her bones. The culture is her. She would never say out loud, but but Beshert is Hebrew for soulmate. Yiddish. Yeah. Yiddish. My bad. I'm so sorry. I always confuse them. Thank you for correcting me and keeping me knowledgeable. <laughs> But, but, but like, that, you would never say that out loud to your grandmother. You would know that yeah, word. She's saying it so to like, other Jews, right? So I'm like, that's not what the conversation is. It should be like, like it, I, we look. They're always over explaining. But if you need to do it, you gotta have like a random black person walk by and go, "A what?" And then and then they could break it down because you can't just be out here explaining words to people who know the words in but, the scene. That's but like one of my biggest... is charity. <laughs> Makes me crazy. So she um, says that. Yes. And then the last note I took before I just like decided to play Candy Crush while we watched was every other actor in this is played by an uptight Protestant. <laughs> so they cast the two main leads, Jewish, which I and also Lisa Loeb makes a oh my God, I almost said that. Lisa Loeb makes a makes a appearance in the show. <laughs> uh, third build, Lisa Loeb, number three on the call sheet. So um so uh, they have some Jews there, and then everyone else is the most waspy-looking actor they can find in Manitoba. Yeah. Filmed in, <laughs> filmed filmed in, in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, honey. Yes. You know, when you're filming in Winnipeg, what are your options? You need local hires, honey. They can't all be flown in. My Winnipeg by Guy Madden. Brilliant <laughs> film. I love it. One of my favorites. My Winnipeg. Check it out. This was also filmed in, <laughs> in Manitoba. Um, so... I will say, okay, so now let's talk about the, you know, there are a couple set pieces. One of them is, the whole thing is Molly is trying to figure out how do we keep this old family business running? How do we compete in the modern age? And that's a big thing about all holiday movies. As someone who's had to watch a lot of them for both work and pleasure, um, it is always one person is about uh, moving forward and modernity and keeping up with the times. And then the other person is always about family, tradition, the past. And it's always, every single one of them, okay, honey? And then they've got to come together and find a way to make it work. Come together. And so one of the things she does is she's like, let's have a Hanukkah song competition at the deli one night. Because, of course, the movie takes place over the eight nights of Hanukkah. So she's like, let's have a competition at the deli. And I said, a Hanukkah song competition? You and I have been talking about this for weeks. Maybe we'll hear some really good songs. And... I just want to know how you felt, you know, and did it inspire you on your own journey <laughs> to see this, to see, because you did, look, we watch Hanukkah Rai and then the next morning you told me you finished your song and I just want to know. Wait, you did know, we watch Hanukkah Rai last night? Yes, Andrew. Oh yeah. And then I, okay. Wow. So, so I I mean, maybe there is something subconscious there. Well, what happened was they basically set it up like this. They had two bad songs and then they had Lisa Loeb <laughs> not playing herself. Yeah. She's but come up. And play an actually good a song. A perfect, beautiful song. Yeah. And it's fun because I was like, okay, so she should just be Lisa Loeb, like famous Jewish songstress. Oh, that would have been so funny. But instead funny it was just it... like, she's Natalie. And I think it would have been funny if it was like, Lisa Loeb, what are you doing here? <laughs> like That would have been so funny if she was just like, I just came to win the competition. And I think she wins a bunch of latkes at the end. Lisa Loeb glass. <laughs> so. Yale Grove glass. Lisa Loeb glasses. Glass. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but she, but she wrote like a, a good song. It actually reminded me a little of Mira, if uh, if you know uh, that uh, musician. But um, yeah, no. So I guess I don't know what like. So we said as a joke, 
um, a couple episodes ago on the main feed that uh, I'm going to write like a, ha- a Hanukkah banger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to write a banger necessarily, no. um, as I've learned. So I sat down <laughs> to like start. I'm like, oh, well, what would I want to like? It's funny. You start to write something and at some point you're subconscious your unconscious something just takes over where like you have an intention you've set the intention but like you just kind of like have to like let the process guide you mm-hmm. in some way it's weird because like i'm like okay well all right there hasn't been like a a hanukkah like fight song like a like pro hanukkah song i didn't listen to that sharon uh jones and the dap king song because i didn't want to be i didn't want to uh have like uh be You're swayed influence yeah, yeah. Influence you don't want to be one way or the other yeah. So I just kind of like let what was in me out and what was in me out was me being angry that Hanukkah is even elevated to the level it is <laughs> because it is right near Christmas. Right. Right. If if any other ho- like it's not like a major holiday, right? Like the big holidays for Judaism are Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, Passover, like those are the real big ones, right? And th- and Hanukkah is only Hanukkah because, like, at some point when, like, Christmas became super commercialized. By the way, this is interesting. I was talking to my friend Daniel, who's a – he's PhD. He's a, um, a divinity. He has his PhD in divinity. He was telling me – you know, I mean, obviously we all know that, like, Christianity just took, like, a bunch of pagan stuff that was going on at the time and incorporated it into Christmas so that it could uh, get everyone on board to celebrate <laughs> it. So I guess, like, Saturnalia – Mm-hmm. is the holiday that like is like the big like the winter solstice solstice thing that gets incorporated into Christmas and like a lot of the the practices of Christmas are from Saturnalia in the 1st century i forget who some roman leader said it's the most wonderful time of the year whoa which is about saturnalia so that phrase survived Two millennia into a Christmas song. That's crazy. How crazy is that? That's crazy. That's crazy. I agree. I very much agree. But I, you know, I'm annoyed a little bit that, and I'm also annoyed that constantly, you know, like my youth growing up in Pennsylvania was constantly explaining Jewish stuff to Gentiles, (laughs) and um, you know, you, you like if you had to whatever your subculture is, if you had to constantly explain it to whoever is outside of that subculture you would get a little annoyed too it's it's fine i don't well, really look, I don't, a, you look it's a pre it was a pre-internet world too you know now i don't have the patience because i say go look it up in private <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like growing up it's like uh, you know like when a little people are like did you do you braid your hair every day uh, you know like people ask you questions it's like okay I yes or like if you're young i'll let it slide but like once you've grown enough it's like go online i yeah. can't do this for you yeah someone asks you questions you just send them the link to wikipedia for dashiki <laughs> <laughs> no matter what their question is <laughs> Yeah, no, no matter, matter what, what the question is, is no just send them that is. link. It's just like, I can't help you. So I just kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I that's what just poured out of me. I really want to write a like pro Hanukkah, yo, this is great. Instead, I wrote like an anti-Christmas one just because it's Christmas that elevates Hanukkah to this position. Right, 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 right. That like when it got commercialized, people like uh, Jews who were left out or like Jewish children who like looked and saw like their friends getting like a million presents and them getting like, you know. I think I said this on the intro to uh, last week. Yeah. But like, you know, they get like a bunch of like shitty, cho- the worst chocolate, the worst, cho- just like the <laughs> bargain basement. So like barely like a molecule of cacao in there or whatever <laughs> makes chocolate chocolate. Right. Uh, it, it, you know, smashed into a, a coin shape. 
Oh my God! Speaking Which, of coins, again, you uh, guys in Hanukkah on Rye, Oyve, Oyve's mirror, Ashanda, Naomi, Ashanda. I mean, you just explain it because it's more for. I mean, it's more your outrage. Well, than it's mine. my thing. Like, and I've, I've talked to uh, uh, with Elliot Glazer, and I have like commiserated over this before about just like feeling very particularly like because the stereotype of of uh, Jewish people is that we are stingy or greedy. That like I don't pick coins up off of the ground because I'm worried someone's going to be like, of course the Jew is picking up that quarter. <laughs> Unless it is like a large denomination bill, I will not pick it up off the ground. Yeah. Even then, I will be like, uh, yeah. Uh, someone going to be like, hey, look at the yid over there picking <laughs> up the five bucks. I, I I'm worried about I like you know, Elliot's the same way. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the stereotype. The stereotype the, of of worried about that. And yeah. there is this like in um, Hanukkah on Rye. He picks up a lucky penny off the ground, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I like you know it was like a horror movie to me. It yeah, really yeah. was. Where, like, don't, don't go in there. Don't pick up the penny. Because the, the, he, he picked up the penny in front of the desk attendant at the, it's at in the, the lobby. At, he picks the it lobby up in the lobby of the apartment building. And I'm like, that desk attendant is going to go online and be like. The Jew picked up a penny. The Jew picked up a penny. It worried me. It really worried me. But yes, but like, so, so, um, it is interesting writing a song though, like to, to like have this stuff inside you. And then when you actually start kind of like writing. And so, yes, I did not write a banger. I wrote, but last night, I guess it did, like, it really did inspire me. I guess Hanukkah and Rai really did. Cause like you went to bed. I cleaned. I did a lot of cleaning. I know. Cleaned up all, like, went through the litter box, yep. did the dishes, all the stuff. And then I'm like, I, f- I felt like I had to write the song finally. Well, Hanukkah and Rai, thank you. Hanukkah and Rai, thank, thank you. you. And may- perhaps you'll share it with the page. Perhaps you'll share it with the page. I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it with everyone. So <laughs> I think page should get it first. Okay, sure. Sure. But I will. I was actually thinking of doing a like song exploder thing for the page. So I, I would go through tra- like line by line. Song Exploder basically goes like track by track. Like here's the drums. Here's why I picked the drums and all this stuff. And here's why how I did the guitar. Uh, yeah, so it's an indie rock song. I can't write anything else. I tried. Like, I, I can't write anything else. A friend of mine who uh, who is uh, in a hardcore punk band is gonna do the the guitar solo. I think. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's a good. It's a poppy number. A you poppy know? Hanukkah it is, number. It's, it sounds it's it sounds a little super chunky. Yeah. Honestly, um, sure it does. That doesn't surprise me. But uh, I'm gonna have Naomi do uh, some vocals. Yeah. So okay. But yes. Yeah. Hanukkah on right. But getting back to the thing. So basically, it's you told me it was basically like sleepless in Seattle. Is that what you've you said? You've got mail. You've got mail. Well, because the idea basically is like because they're using aliases and no pictures to write these letters, they don't realize they're writing each other. Yes. And then the fun, of course, is that they are also in the same building because while he's in the while he's in New York, you know, handling the business, he's got an Airbnb. He's staying in the same apartment building that Molly is in, right around the corner from her family deli. I think it is. It seems like it's very close to the deli, but I don't know. It's tough. It was Manitoba love- for New York. Exactly. So it was like really hard to get any sense of geography. Um, but. Um, I will <laughs> say when we were, we were watching Resident Alien and they were in New York and we're like, that doesn't look like New York. Yeah, we right. actually spent time like looking for the street signs and then found out it was like Montreal or something. Yeah, or yeah, yeah Toronto. It's like fully. Yeah, they're always honey. We're always subbing Canada for New York. Honey, tax breaks. Um, and <laughs> But then you find out, you know, there's basically there's a Latka showdown, a Latka competition, because, of course, 
you know, Gilbert's is threatened by Zimmer's coming into town. And, it, and then it's all about basically he wants to stop Zimmer's from coming in because he's like, well, I don't want to ruin her business. I don't want to ruin her business now that he's in love with her. How and, arrogant is that, by the way, that he thinks his shitty, de- his shitty L.A. deli. I would never pit an L.A. deli versus that's what i'm talking about and i'm gonna tell you why i still because the whole thing too the whole thing about the la deli is that zimmers also offers like fajitas and fettuccine alfredo like it basically just has like and they make a joke it's like you have the menu like a vegas casino like there's a big bunch of everything and then but zimmers are like well we wanted it to be so that wherever you you, everybody could have a taste of home i'm sorry if my home had fajitas i don't think the people at zimmers making my fajitas gonna make me feel like it's home you know what i'm saying it's like i'm zimmers version is not home that's not it and i was like right no way you're just a generic diner with the name zimmers stop talking like you know all the best and he even tries all of the gilbert's food and is like wow this is so amazing this is so amazing if if you wanted tacos would you go to Cantor's or would you go to guisados exactly exactly it's like, and then, so that's why I was like, Zimmer's sucks. Like, I've already decided Zimmer's is not a good restaurant. But then grandma wants to go there because, like, it turns out they did live in the Lower East Side, and that was her parents' dream. And so now before grandma dies, she wants to bring a Zimmer's to the to the Lower East Side. So he's like, well, I have to do it for my family. And she's like, well, if you have to do it for your family, I can't stop you. Again, this is, like, very big in holiday films. It's all about, you know, traditions and past and family. It's, like, very, like, obsessed with family. By the way, they made a joke where she brings up something from Fiddler in the Roof, and he doesn't get it. Yeah, he's and like, I haven't like, seen it. I'm like, you're you're not just a Jewish person, but, like, you're a human being in the 21st century. You, like, get a reference to Fiddler on the Roof. I think it was, so he's a Broadway guy. Yeah. I think it was a joke about him being a Broadway guy. Right, that he wouldn't have, that he wouldn't know that. I think it was, like, a meta joke. Yeah. That's just my intuition. But But it was just real, yeah, it was very um, pop culture Jewish Mad Libs all around. (laughs) Like, that's what it was. It was, like, the popular things you would know about a Jewish person. Mad Libs together, say Bubby 48 times. I said, written by a Jewish person, I know. Again, hey, like, look. But that's let's what I mean. Thankful. I think- let's be thankful. There are certain things to be thankful yes. for. Written by a Jewish person. Yes, absolutely. Has Yiddish in it. Right. And some Yiddish that's not explained. Well, I think, again, like, even when I say the Mad Libs, I'm like, I think that is also just part of the genre. Like, that is kind of what is required of a holiday TV movie. Yeah. So I don't think they were like, I think I'm like, she did what she had to do. She and, did what she had to do, honey. It's a hallmark. It hits all the notes. Unlike the Fablemans and unlike Apocalypse Time, the leads were Jewish. Yeah. Not just, not played by Goyam. <laughs> so, all right. We had Lisa Loeb coming through. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's funny to me. James Gray, I think that's the that's the director and writer of Apocalypse Time, defended Anthony Hopkins as being his grandfather, saying like, well, this is my life. That That is what my grandfather's like. I'm just like... No one's grandfather no is one's Anthony Hopkins. No one's Jewish father from New York, from the Lower East Side, is Anthony Hopkins. Well, I don't know about that as much as just like, you wanted the most famous person you could find. Your grandpa wasn't Anthony Hopkins. Nobody's was. Okay? I would say. That's why we like him. Defend it like that. You know, honestly, be like, hey, I wanted to get this movie made, and this is what had to happen to get well, this movie even, made. It's like Anthony, but you don't even have to say that, because that's even more cynical. Just like, Anthony Hopkins is an amazing actor, and when I thought about who could embody my... I thought of this amazing actor. Full stop. He is dope as hell. If you had a choice to have Anthony Hopkins, you're going to choose him. I would accept that. Anytime. But I'm saying like, you Anytime. know, the show that we're writing, there's a Jewish character. And in my head, I've thought of like Gentile actors who are like great actors. And I'm like, ah, I want Judd Hirsch. <laughs> Judd Hirsch would be amazing and Jewish as well. So I'm like, great. Satisfies that. But I also have a list of, I'm less like, well, if, 
here's the list of like Jewish actors that I think would be great. But what if they're not available and you have to go with the Gentile? I know. Like, well, how do I justify that? How do I justify that as someone who has been publicly critical? Yes. Well, yeah, you can't. You oh. got to pivot, or he's he's not Jewish anymore. Uh, oh, uh, no, this is what I've just. This is what I thought of. Oh, good. Adopted. <laughs> Oh, great. Oh, brother. A Jewish family adopted a Gentile. That's like Penelope Garcia on Criminal Minds. Because like they wrote that character as Garcia, brought in a white girl, and was like, I was adopted. My stepdad was Garcia. And I was like, that's how they did it. They said, well, we want her. How are we going to pivot? Yeah. Um, and they make a choice. Well, Andy, I think that this episode has been a real roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Yeah. And we've given a lot. Yes, we've given. We have. We have definitely. You know, we've, we've given. We've, we are like Hanukkah on right. We have given some things to be thankful for. I was gonna say we've given and we've served. <laughs> All right. That's see. That's why I'd be like, don't interrupt me because I'd be having it. <laughs> well, well, quick question. <laughs> Final summation. Hanukkah on right because I think you liked it at the very end. At the very end, you find out that the two boobies are actually like connected by. They're like Ellis Island. Yeah. And, I was, and they have like identical latke recipes. Sorry, spoiler alert. And it was like very tender. And I said, this whole movie had just been the bubbies yelling. I would have been in heaven. But that's because I'm like kind of a curmudgeon when it comes to rom-coms. Because my whole, I realized, because in rom-coms, especially stuff like this, it was, it was predicated on people not being honest. Mm. And that's also my frustration with horror movies. Not, it's predicated on people not being smart. And so whenever someone's not doing what's just like the easiest thing to do, the most straightforward thing to do, I get very frustrated. But honey, these bubbies... These bubbies really sold it for me. And I was like, yes to the chosen love story. A chosen love story. A chosen love story. That's what they should have called it, too. <laughs> they should have, you know, no, no, no one will watch that. What if they called it, I choo, 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 choose you? <laughs> then you get a Simpsons reference. Yep. You get a reference to the chosen people. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's <laughs> you it. Get you, two get references, you get two references That's, in one. Look, they're bringing in a very specific viewer. <laughs> okay, Simpsons. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, I was like, I was like Jewish men uh-huh. of a certain age because that's an old Simpsons riff. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that's like early, right? Jewish men of that. a certain age. That should be a show. We had men of a certain age did not last past two seasons. But what about Jewish men of a certain age? Okay, who do we get? We get John Hirsch. We get Alan Arkin. Jewish? Arkin? I don't think he is. No, oh, damn it. Um, I don't know how else. We well, get. there were forty. So, men of a certain age was about forty year olds. So you get Adam Brody. Basically, honestly, I thought they were in their 50s, 60s. Fleischman is in trouble. Is essentially it was Andre Brower and Ray Romano. They weren't in their forties at the time. Yeah, they were. No sis. Basically, a... Fleischman is in trouble. Is Jews of a certain age? Okay, Jewish okay. men of a certain age. Andy, we've got to wrap it up. Yes, okay? yes, yes. Do we, recommendations. We have a dual recommendation. So do you want to say what the dual recommendation yes. is? On behalf of us, I would like to recommend Slow Horses on Apple TV. It is a spy TV show. Each season, six episodes. They're on the second one now. It's really good. Moves really fast. It's funny. It's got personality. Gary Oldman is giving. It is very, very fun, but also very like tense thriller, but also personality, which is my favorite thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's genuinely, wonderful. It's genuinely wonderful. wonderful. Apple TV Plus. Can you imagine? Maybe watch it after you watch Mythic Quest. Can I have, I, I just want to do this uh, recommendation because this came into my life recently. Uh, rapper named Infinity Knives from Baltimore. Ooh. His album King Cobra is incredible. We were playing it in the car the other day. His lyrics are wild. His lyrics he's, are he's wild. Like he's we funny. laughed out loud so much. It's great. Highly recommended. I think it's uh, it's only uh, seven pounds. I don't. I think the <laughs> record label that put it out on Bandcamp, it's only seven pounds. Is British. Oh, so okay. I don't know why. That's uh, which is eight dollars and sixty eight cents. I think ninety one. Eight dollars and ninety one cents. cents. That's 91 heady, cents. under ten. Under ten. Stocking stuffer. 
All right, folks, we will be back with another episode before the end of the month. Hope you have a great holiday. Yes, hope you are celebrating. We'll be coming to you sometime, you know, during Kwanzaa. <laughs> and we think we're thankful for you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being part of the Patreon, sticking with us all this time, listening to the show. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. 